0: On this edition of the Lynn's Report, an update on the Squatawa cult. Are they casting a sequel to The Hills Have Eyes in Grand Prairie, Alberta? Bell Media gets its ass handed back to itself once again. A Brazilian hedge fund directs a Canadian coffee shop to produce an Italian culinary staple. What could go wrong? Disgraced MPP Randy Hillier has a new grift. Sports director Ray Raup pops in with a CFL update. And according to the government of Ontario, the COVID-19 pandemic is over. Let's dive in. Starting this edition of the Linds Report out west, while visiting the mayor of Grand Prairie, Alberta, Jackie Clayton, Deputy Prime Minister Chrystia Freeland was accosted by someone we assume was angry at being denied an extra role in the remake of the movie Deliverance. Freeland, who was once stalked by and outsmarted the fucking KGB, and her entourage were on the receiving end of a vile, misogynistic, and hate-filled rant by the seemingly unwashed and unhinged weirdo clad in a ripped and dirty sleeveless undershirt as they entered an elevator on their way to do, you know, their job. He and his partner, assumed to be his spouse, lucky gal, who was live-streaming the entire verbal assault and true, smart people once again gathering evidence on themselves fashion, were escorted from the building back to their pickup truck, congratulating themselves along the way for a job well done. I can only hope and assume that the unfazed Deputy Prime Minister, out of earshot, called him a filthy piece of shit in one or all of the five languages that she speaks. Video later surfaced of the same individual attending a Pierre Polyev event, wearing a shirt with less holes and more sleeves. He rambled on about the World Economic Forum with Polyev until Pierre couldn't even take his own bullshit being reverberated back at him and the man was politely escorted away by staff. We would be remiss if we failed to mention that at no time did he scream, you're a fucking bitch at Pierre or his staff. To our nation's perpetually occupied capital, the Branch Covidiots occupying St. Bridget's Church have taken to defending their make-believe embassy with water guns. Onlookers and media were doused by culty King Friday the 3rd and Lady Manchild with super soaker-style water guns while trying to ask questions about the status of the ongoing Squatawa Festival. Video that surfaced of an incident involving the water gun security operation this week showed the Reynolds Rap royalty himself attempting to effect a citizen's arrest when one fed up and presumably moist attendee took control of the weapon of mass absurdity. Once the tinfoil tyrant was called out for practically assaulting the defector in question, he was released from Nothing Burger King's custody to the jeers and taunts of onlookers. Things are going well, it seems. In documents released on Friday, it is shown that the unhinged people of Canada's organization defaulted on three agreed-upon deposit payments totaling over $100,000 that were due on August 15th. This is reportedly over and above the rent payments, now in excess of $10,000 owed to the property owner for rent while occupying the unpaid space. We'll bring you more on the Dollar Tree brand Waco Cult as it develops. In an announcement that nobody of sound mind or possessing a palate more mature than an 8-year-old was wanting, Canadian coffee giant Tim Hortons unveiled their plan to piss off anyone with Italian heritage this week by launching a pilot program offering pizza at approximately 20 locations across the GTA. From the coffee shop that brought you plant-based cheeseburgers and soggy poutine for a few weeks they've decided to throw the last shred of concern for quality into the toilet and watch it skid along the side of the bowl as it slowly spirals into your driver's side window. In an offering that makes an expired lunchable snack seem like fine charcuterie from Toronto's Harbour 60, three available varieties include cheese, pepperoni, and parmesan chicken. Public reviews across various social media platforms were heavily negative, and pictures surfacing have solidified that when it comes to quality, Tim Hortons has once again ruined any sort of reputation it once had. What seems to be a trend in Restaurant Brand Incorporated is the county fair food buzz approach to guerrilla marketing they do. Rather than spending the time and effort into learning how to toast a goddamn bagel correctly, they'd rather fleece you with subpar items that seem wacky and gain much viral attention. Congratulations, Rubes. Welcome to being commercially duped in 2022. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Hey, it's Brent. Hey, I'm Chris.
1: We're the hosts of the Kids on the Escalator podcast on the Dean Blundell Network.
0: We talk about the coolest stuff in the universe, like comic books, like movies, like video games, sometimes even some wrestling and things get a little out of hand. Currently, we're breaking down every single episode of the Book of Boba
1: Fett, and it's pretty friggin' cool. Yes, it is. KidsOnTheEscalator.com, Dean Blundell Network, good times.
2: Rad dudes. Hey, it's
0: Joel Imson, host of That Nerd Dad podcast.
2: Look, finding time for yourself is an important part of parenting. It allows us to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. So tune in every week to talk
0: about parenting, pop culture, and politics. Whether you're an exhausted parent looking for a laugh, or a stone teenager who clicked on this by mistake, this is the podcast for you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, the Dean Blundell Network, or at thatnerddad.ca. And now, for this week's listener story idea submission, our story comes from Twitter friend Tracy Kent, at Tracy Kent on Twitter. Former member of Provincial Parliament and RT News Smoke Show Randy Hillier has embarked on a new venture. Since deciding to leave public office after making a complete and total clown show of himself and his career, COVID conspiracy peddler and useful idiot to Vladimir Putin has opened Randy Hillier's Contracting and Consulting. Services that Randy pledges to provide include trying to circumvent zoning laws, Crown land designations, and building permits. He's also advertising landscaping services, including snow plowing, grass cutting, and presumably more manure spreading. We wish Randy the same amount of success with his new venture as he had with his political career. And now over to sports with DeanBlundell.com sports director. Here's Ray Rout.
2: Well, Ryan, your Hamilton Tiger Cats jumped on a chartered school bus to Toronto and took on the Argonauts in front of a record crowd at BMO Field. The two dozen fans were sent home happy when the Argos defeated Hamilton 37-20. I did speak with one Tycat, fan who said she was disappointed Hamilton lost, but she was just happy to attend the game. She also told me that it's difficult to find a quiet place to relax and knit without interruption, and CFL stadiums give her the peace and tranquility that she's looking for. Despite a disappointing loss, the night didn't end all that badly. As reported late last night, Eliza and George were caught in traffic on the way back to Hamilton due to construction on the QEW. Once the couple passed to Road in Oakville, it was smooth sailing. After a quick stop for a half a dozen drinks in Hess Village, Eliza and George made it back safely to their Barton Street storefront apartment. With the victory, the Argonauts improved to 5-5 five and five and have a stranglehold on top of the Eastern Conference, and that's not satire, that is 100% true, with nine games remaining 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 that's right nine games we are nowhere close to this cfl season being over ryan back to you that's some pretty exciting stuff ray thanks for that i'm
0: sure both fans are on the edge of their seat this episode of the lens report is brought to you by old randers contracting and conspiracy theory company when you need the reliability and reputation of a 40 year old russian tank to do a mediocre job your first call should be to old randers When you need a professional to help you blur the lines of legal reality, the former temporary assistant trailer park supervisor and his team will lead you into exciting and costly municipal zoning infractions and encroachment violations. Let their team guide you down the path of self-destruction in the name of QAnon Conspiracy today. Call now and mention the promo code PANCAKEBREAKFAST to receive two hours of incomprehensible conspiracy theory drivel from the operator who is standing by to take your call now. Don't delay. The limited schedule is based around court appearances and pending trial dates, and they are filling up fast. And now for an update on the perpetual dumpster fire that is Bell Media, here's Ashley Lindley.
1: Bell executive Corrine Moses issued an internal memo this week within the media mega-yacht that doesn't stop leaking, informing staff that regional news director and suspected Vidal Sassoon female style advisor Michael Melling will be taking a leave of absence after the onslaught of incredible public pressure being forced upon Bell Media after the unceremonious firing of longtime anchor Lisa Laflemme. Over the last week, the world saw brand giants such as Unilever and Fight Me, I Dare You best spicy chicken sandwich player in the fast food game, Wendy's, take very public action in response to Belle's decision to fire Lisa for reasons that included... Um, notes, Letting her hair go grey. In an incredibly feeble attempt to counter the righteous and incredibly noble stance these corporate moguls took, including a donation from Dove Canada in excess of $100,000 to Catalyst, a Canadian non-profit committed to building workplaces that work for women. Bell Media commissioned a story this week to warn corporations about attaching themselves to social justice movements. I, for one, am incredibly happy that Bell is taking a stance against corporate overlords trying to make the world a better place. Great look, and right on brand for Bell. Wendy's iconic logo changing her hair to grey to support female ageism in the workplace is a step too far, according to the expert they convinced to attach their name to this astute piece of observational journalism. Never fold. Only double down is the motto of progress, according to Bell Media.
0: Thanks, Ashley. In an announcement that comes as no surprise, the only conglomerate of actual experts who don't do their own research in Facebook mom groups, the Ontario Science Table has officially announced... They are being disbanded as the Linz report told you last week we're on our own here folks uncle dougie is ripping off the training wheels he's taking you to the end of the dock at the muskoka cottage and pushing you in when it comes to fending off covid 19. for those of you who have followed the provincial government's lead and forgotten what it is is, 19 is the primarily respiratory disease the entire world is still being crippled by as we are still in what experts who don't know the guy Who knows a guy that went to school with a girl who used to groom the family dog who has an uncle that had COVID and was just fine at the end of it, calling a pandemic. In true government fashion, the Ministry of Health loosely denies the table will be shut down, saying the work of the science advisory table will continue. Au contraire. In a not-so-secret discussion floating around, the new public health office head, Michael Scherier, told the table on August 18th that it would shut down September 6th. The science table's peerless pandemic dashboard would be eliminated, its access to data gone, its projects stranded. In its place, the PHO would establish a hand picked 15 person advisory group. Emphasis on hand picked. With no formal scientific director, limited independence from the public health office or the chief medical officer of health, no ability to unilaterally choose topics of study, for instance, and far less clinical experience. These are all on the table of negotiation that we didn't even know was up for such a debate for the survival of the independent board of experts, volunteers, and quite frankly heroes that have tried, mostly in vain, to keep you and I safe in the province of Ontario. It is understood that the removal of independence would be a deal-breaker for the table, and everything is pointing toward an end. When told of the ministry's denial that they were being shut down, one science table member simply wrote back, Bullshit. No further negotiations are currently scheduled. There were surely ways to take strong contributions from this group and use them to serve the public as the pandemic evolves. This scenario, however, seems closer to arson. Sources say the Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Kieran Moore, was often frustrated with former science table head, Dr. Peter Unni and his ubiquitous media presence. But Unni has departed for a prestigious job at England's Oxford University. The province, which was resistant to public health measures and often seemed to not understand the basic dynamics of the pandemic, often considered the table an opposition force and now has a strong electoral mandate. The healthcare system and population needs to recover from the acute phase of the pandemic and the science table would have been in a position to point out the vulnerabilities in the system and weaknesses in a potential recovery plan. This would have been tremendously helpful, but would have put the government in an uncomfortable position. If you want to do your thing or pretend everything is hunky-dory as it currently is, you need to eliminate the science table, he said. In related news, as we approach the 2022-2023 school year in Ontario, boosters for five to 11-year-olds were approved by Health Canada. If you would like to protect your child and your household against the inevitable 8th, Ninth, whatever fucking wave we're about to encounter, line up and pound salt, as the Ontario Ministry of Health has kept the gate, see what I did there, and not approved the booster to allow you to protect your kids and immediate circle because COVID-19 is over in Ontario. Even though we have done nothing but get better at tracking, averaging, and accumulating data that would help us prevent more, we've lost 13 people per day this week due to COVID-19. Well, that's about all I can stomach for this week's edition of The Linz Report, brought to you by the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Lindley, wishing you a great week and a good night. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September
1: 23rd. The
0: Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi,
1: I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. or at soundoff.network.